0: Hello listeners and watchers and viewers and whatevers, welcome back to another Shop Talk show. Uh, We are once again met with another uh, podcast, this time one of the ones that I I actually actively listen to, and today's topic is going to be Pantheons and Tabletop RPGs. I am joined today by a couple members of the Dragon Punch podcast, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves.
1: I'm Mark from the Dragon Punch Squad. Um, we, I primarily do a lot of the fun little trinkets and stuff and
2: make little designs. Um, and I am Jake. Uh, I am the GM of the Dragon Punch Squad podcast and I run a lot of the stuff behind the scenes
0: and jake why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about dragon punch like um uh what do you guys play and things like that uh
2: so we are a pathfinder 2e uh podcast um so our our flagship is um so we're playing to the age of ashes uh, adventure path right now um we we're in the middle of book two uh so we're 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 in it now <laughs> We can't back out, uh, but we also have some other fun stuff. Uh, we we did a play we did a playthrough of the Pathfinder Beginner Box, and we also uh, we also play um, some video games, and we play um, our show called Sticky Business on Twitch, uh, which is our playthrough of uh, the Slithering um, by Paizo as well.
0: And listeners, if you're coming at us from the Dragon Punch feed um, again, my name is Jason from the Shield Bash Podcast. Uh, player and social media manager and uh, editor and host of shop talk show uh, where we sit down and talk about various meta level topics and today's topic again deities pantheons however you want to approach it this was one picked by our our guests here as they usually are Uh, and quite frankly this is a good topic for you guys because like i said you know i'm a listener and, you know what, we're just going to get this out of the way. Listeners, we're actually doing this a second time because we recorded this a couple of weeks ago, but the recording kind of disappeared like the villagers of Roanoke. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of gone. Um, like the of Alexandria. It.
2: Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gone to the wind.
0: Yeah, neither, and nobody on any part of this, because there were four of us on the call and none of the four of us could find the recording anywhere. To, so, Yeah. Um, Even with professional help. So we're recording it again. Um, So you guys, at Dragon Punch, do an amazing job with your deities. You know, almost every god, uh, every player has a deity that they're at least tangentially attached to, or like, they're considerate about them, or like, um, I know, Mark, your character is probably the the least attached to their deity, but at the same time like they're like what that deity wants is kind of there in their head, you know. It doesn't always dictate their actions, but it it helps some of the motivations and stuff. So you guys out of all of them I listen to, you guys do probably the best of actually having that be a part of like every episode. That being said, what was it about deities and pantheons that made you guys really want to discuss this topic
2: i personally i just love pantheons like I, I i had a homebrew world at one point and one of the first things i did was i wrote all of that first because i just i wanted to do it um i i think that they're interesting because in most ttrpgs uh, i mean you know we play pathfinder and when it comes to so pathfinder DD, that sort of uh idea of what a pantheon is a lot of Pantheons work top down. So they work at the top with themselves and the gods of this and that. And then they sort of like create the universe into the material plane and then the world and then, you know, certain things inside of that world. Um, and so I, I, I love looking at just the scale of like what mortals experience compared to the deities in the pantheon and just how they influence each other. Uh, I, I just, I love all that kind of stuff. I, I love I love learning the names of the sacred books, like they're all they're all kind of silly in a way. Are you talking about the the sacred tome of Abadar,
1: which is tax ledgers, basically? Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> only one of them's tax le- ledgers; the other one's city planning.
1: Yeah, city pointing yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. planning, laughs> parks it's and so rec silly. essentially like, yeah. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous i love ah. it it's like while well, you have calistria and you know what's one of the books the book of joy i wonder what's in there <laughs> which is exactly. the of the kama sutra yeah. um i mean it's it's just not to detract to too much from it I mean, but like from pantheons i mean just like the jake i find them super fascinating. It creates a framework of a world, like, of how did this happen? Well, this is here, or this creature, this deity, like, this all powerful being constructed that. Like, it's just this fascinating idea, um, and kind of like in a, uh, role-playing world. Just, it kind of creates a nice framework.
2: Yeah.
1: Unless you're in, uh, what was was the thing that we were playing jake um it was uh, grim hollow oh uh, yeah yeah,
2: exactly, yeah what
1: happened to the gods in that one
2: <laughs> uh gosh so even then that, that, that has an interesting framework so uh yeah the grim hollow by ghostfire gaming um there if you if you have not get it <clears throat> please if, if you and if you play 5e please get that book because the world building in that is so good this isn't uh, I, this isn't much of a spoiler to it but you will find out that it is a world of dead gods. <laughs> it's and, just cool. Not even dead necessarily it's just they're oh. gone. So the only thing close to a deity now or the or close to a pantheon are archangels and archdemons um that try to keep to the tenets of the gods that they were created by and that's about it. Um hmm. so fitting in with the Grim Hollow or Grimdark experience it kind of sucks because there aren't these, you know, <clears throat> um, um, omnipotent, um, omniscient, all-knowing things up there that people can look to. It's kind of just like, yeah, we're, we're here by ourselves. Yeah. This, this is awful.
1: Well, like, I, I can't remember in that that they existed before and then they're gone.
2: Uh, yeah, it's a, the, nobody yeah. knows
1: anything about them anymore. Yeah, but it, it, it's just like the that- angels or something. I mean, that concept alone is really fascinating. It's like a picture online of, like, you see the giant um, skeleton. Like, that's the size of a mountain with a sword through it.
2: And oh, it's yeah. it's kind of
1: like, you're like, how the hell did this happen? And you're like, how the hell did the gods go away? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did this?
0: Gods have such a, an inherent part of almost every world-building experience. Uh, almost every fantasy series that I've ever read. If they're not actively involved, then they're sending their servants to be actively involved. You know, everything, even, you know, down to Lord of the Rings, Gandalf and the other wizards are direct servants of the Valar. You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. at at the almost the core level of what most people think of as as fantasy. Even the ones like Grimdark, where it's like one of the big plot points is, why aren't they here? Yeah, Yeah. and I I don't think they'll ever answer it, but Pathfinder has had that long mystery of like what happened to Arrowden.
1: Yeah. That was yep. Like, where did he go? Is he dead? Like, what, ki- what? What was it? The thing of who killed him? Like, I don't know if that's actually even a spoiler yeah, anymore.
2: <laughs> like, I remember. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm so sure of this because it was said or because I just thought it for so long. But I'm pretty sure he's dead. Yeah. Like he's dead, dead. But no.
0: I still hold the debate of like, he may not be dead. Dead. He may have just left because like before he transcended into deityhood, like one of his big things was he liked to travel a lot of planes and like yeah, talk to fair. a lot of things. He may have just been like, all right, like I'm done. Um, but goodbye, <laughs> <I'm kidding laughs>
1: yeah. all. Yeah. And just <laughs> guess, guess, what? He's <laughs> on Earth right now. You don't know that if he is.
0: And and then there's also like I don't know if you do you guys play Starfinder at all? Oh yeah. Played yeah.
2: it once. So yeah. Yeah. Well, i I know a lot about Starfinder, but go on. Yeah,
0: so you would know then, like the the whole thing with the gap, where like yeah. Galarian yeah, oh, disappears, yeah. <laughs> and like everybody has that big gap in memory and everything, and it's like, well, what if like you know that like the gap started the day that Arrow didn't died?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, like,
1: like officially died or something.
0: Yeah, like it's yeah. all probably tied together, but like it's a big mystery. But I, like you, Jake, in my homebrew world, the Pantheon is probably the most defined part of it. And I took a page out of Gary Gygax's book, and some of the deities in there are former characters. Mine oh, and cool. some of the other players. Huh. And, um, you know, it, it just helped, like, okay, well, this person was really focused on this. What if they just became the god of that? Yeah, it's, so, you know, listeners, little, little hints, if you're trying to develop a Pantheon, that's one of the nicer ways to do it, and it also gives some of the players a little bit of an Easter egg of like, oh, that was my character. <laughs> yeah, that's cool.
2: <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I had a I had a buddy of mine who, um, uh, <laughs> I I think this, this might have been back in Pathfinder first first edition of three point five, but uh, he kept just making deals with different like demons and de- and oh. deities, and like he just he said, do this, and then you'll get my power. He was like, all right and he just kept doing it, and his intention was was to make it so that way, uh, like, that they would fight over him in the abyss. <laughs> and then, and so and so we were just like, and then he's like, I know what actually happened was that I went down there, all the demons said, wait a minute, he promised you that too? And then he was like, so now I just, in my mind, say that he's the deity of, like, uh, eternal torment uh, and, yeah. and, and, and eternal uh, uh, eternal damnation. Like, there's no hope because he's got to pay off all those debts to demon lords.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure that actually happened uh, similar to uh, one of the rune lords. I can't remember which one it was, but there was one that, like, did that. It was like, oh, you sold part of your soul to, like, five different demons. And then they're (coughs) like... Oh, okay. Well, we'll just take you down to the abyss and uh, have fun. Like, <laughs> yeah,
2: I never thought they'd come to
0: collect.
1: <laughs> Crap! <laughs> like, sounds. I mean, I'm not John Constantine. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not Get out of this.
0: Could be worse, you know. Could have been that they ripped his soul into five parts, and each part, each one took a part. Like, right, right. <laughs> beyond damnation.
2: Oh,
1: damnation multiplied.
0: Yeah. Okay, but anyway, so. Pantheons. So we we've all like anybody who's played in, in an established setting, and I like I'm sitting I'm sitting here looking at like my old third edition books and Pathfinder books, and about the cult like I none of them ha, don't have deities, you know, yeah. like a whole section just on deities. So like it's always an important part. Mm-hmm. But have you guys ever dealt with a, a player who, for whatever reason, wanted to play somebody who is um, an atheist? And I I don't mean just like agnostic of like yeah they're there I just don't worship them but like no I just think it's all fake uh, I
2: I have but they did it they did it in a funny way it wasn't like edgy but uh we we were actually playing um uh, we were playing a Star Wars saga game and uh, it was uh, uh two of my friends that they played twins one of them was a Jedi was a Jedi Sentinel and the other one I think he was just like the, whatever the noble the was goodness. um. But then he was. But then the noble was the atheist, uh, and, so, and so whenever the Jedi would do something, he'd be like, "Ah, oh, the wind." That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so it was played super funny, <laughs> which I think is the best way to do it. Yeah. Like if like if like a force lightning came out, he'd be like, "Whoa, there's like a electrical malfunction down here." <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, I think it was like someone else said it. Like I, I think it was on GCP that they were like. Oh, you're an atheist. That's mighty bold of you for a, a realm <laughs> yeah. that has visible <laughs> implications of deities walking around.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, watch but me throw this fire. demonstrably exist. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, my god do. Watch, watch me throw this fire. Yeah, my god gave me that.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> do you guys ever have, like, do you, on either end of the spectrum... Do you guys ever have to deal with people who are just really obnoxious about their deity, following their deity, like everybody knows that guy like, "Oh, I stabbed him in the back cuz, you know, I'm evil and my god <laughs> demands it." But like, you know, I've also dealt with that, you know, like, "Oh no, my party member did one unethical thing. Now I must smite him because my god demands it."
1: Not really. I mean, I no, have
2: at least. No, and I, 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 I I think that that really comes down to like if you're going to work as a party you kind of have to like you have to be able to uh one talk about how your characters are going to work together um because uh, having a paladin in the party is very cool but if that paladin is more lawful good and not lawful nice uh you're gonna you're gonna run into some issues um
0: i've never heard it put that way that's good
2: yeah yeah (laughs) But yeah, I I when it comes to stuff like that, uh I and I, I was like talking about this because for example, uh the 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 god Norgerber um mm-hmm. in Pathfinder, uh in, is the god of like trickery and secret knowledge and like backstabbing. Like
0: that's yeah. his thing. Um, yeah, well, you are missed the big one. What uh, uh, what is the big one?
2: Swedish chefs
0: of Swedish fish.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make every Swede so mad. hey
0: anybody who watched Sesame Street as a kid and is now in their 30s will love that joke
2: oh yeah oh, of course but um, <laughs> uh, well the data Sorry. of those were very specific things uh, yes. if a party if a party member is playing this you have to think about uh, like it, it's got it's got a put something in the other players' minds of like this guy or girl or whatever is going to try to stab us one day. <laughs> yeah. And so you have to be able to like either gain their trust to to help them work with you, keep an eye on them the whole time if you think that's if you think that's impossible. Like there are ways around it. Um and then like you as a player, you have to find a reason as to not stab these people in the back in order to get your final goal. Unless that is your final goal, which I guess is something, <laughs> but the, the, there's a lot of ways around it and I think that the super edgy way to do it, that, that guy at the table we always hate, I think is just the worst way to do it. I feel like there's a lot more fun ways to handle like a uh, conniving, sneaky, uh, shifty-eyed sort of character. It's the rogue in the
1: bar that sits in the corner. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, want to right. talk to anybody. Dryder.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we have had this situation, I personally have run into it a few times, and we've done evil campaigns, um, and probably the most successful evil campaign is where, like, because I remember specifically the one we, we ran where there was this thing, they called it the Knot, where it's like, if you attack your party member, you take the damage, right? Oh, It was oh, like this okay. this mechanical enforcement of of having to work together. Huh. But we never really got there because we were all like, well, we all actually do have the same end goal. And as long as you're not preventing me, that's enough. I don't need to kill you. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It it was just an active choice of not being total dickheads uh, uh, to get past it. Also, we had one character who tried to be the edgy, like, I will not tell you anything about my backstory sort of character. And they only ever tried that once, because they had—they tried to act like they had to be convinced to join the party.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, you know, oh okay. because you're not ed- worth
1: my time.
0: Yeah, and so the party was just like,
2: okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> come back. Like, wait, what?
0: We can like, yeah, literally be... find anyone else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like we're going on an adventure now. Bye. <laughs>
1: We're going to take this farmer we found on the way over, and he'll <laughs> join us. He's got plenty of skill points for, for a rogue, but
0: <laughs> agriculture, he's fine. Yeah. Hey, man, there's one thing I've learned in, this, in my long years of gaming, is that the least, the least useful NPC is the one that the party will adopt and yeah. become the most treasured companion that they have ever had in their entire life. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the most ugly and reviled and useless we're just like oh look at you you're so cute
0: no no matter how many times he has hurt a party member we will all still (laughs) die for Quimby the Goblin yeah
1: yeah. he just doesn't know any better
2: he just (laughs) likes explosives he says he'll rip my throat out that's just how he says he likes you (laughs) yes as he just lock him just, in his cage at night, and we're and you're fine. <laughs> Look, he just
1: stabbed you, and you're like just taking a shot of a cure light potion. You're like, ah, that's fine. He yeah, that's does like... this every so often. Yeah. just I, I mean, just didn't announce myself first. That's why he stabbed me.
0: I just stand on the other side of the frontliners now. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> Distract him with a little bit of pyrotechnics, and we're good. Fun stories aside, what is probably the most interesting thing you guys have ever seen done with, like, deity worship? Like, aside from Dragon Punch podcast episodes 1 through 50, are there any other examples uh, that you guys have where, like, it's been done particularly well? Or even maybe some examples where it's just been done, like, really shitty, but you learned something from it?
1: I gotta think for a moment.
2: Yeah, what a great question. Um, I mean, when I was writing my homebrew stuff, um, I, I think one of the one of the really good ways to handle it, and one of the more fun ways to handle it, is um, get your getting your players involved in writing the pantheon, um, because you know you could have like you know your seven like main deities of whatever, um, but then you know like to, ask them to to to, uh, to help them to help you like flesh out some things. Um, we were playing in a homebrew game um, in which Timmy was following uh, the, the, this god called, um, uh, his name was Yagvoya, uh, and he, he was the god of like travel and uh, like hunting and stuff like that. Um, and so the, I got the name from uh, Yag is Hunter and uh, Voy is Voyage, so it was a pretty simple name. Uh, but Timmy had, like, these ideas of, like, where, uh, he wanted to have, like, a saying and he wanted to have, and he wanted, and he had this idea of, like, uh, like, a ritual to, like, you know, bless the travel or something like that. I can't remember now, but, um, I-, I, think, like, really talk with your players and see, like, what they want to see in, in a Pantheon, um, and, you know, include some and, you don't have to include everything, but I, I think, like, talking with your players and seeing, like, how they want it to be done, um, and working that out with them, I, I think is a really, really good way to handle it.
0: I agree. I think that's that's actually really good advice. And it harkens back to something you are my longtime listeners will will hear a lot. Communication at your table is very, very important. But I think one of the big keys to specifically what you said, Jake, you can sit down and think of like a bunch of different stuff, but when it gets into the hands of somebody else they're going to come up with just a bunch of stuff you probably just never really thought of, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go into Archives of Nethys for Pathfinder and find, like, the the main deities have, like, their holidays and, like, rituals and all this other stuff, but some of the other common, more, quote-unquote, common but not as fleshed-out deities, like Hansburg, Irona, Milani, you can find them, but they just don't quite have as much, but you can just work with your DM and, like, have those things going. Oh, yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, like, you start going down that list, and you're like, well, I've never even heard of these guys. Like, what do they do? And then you look, and it's just, like, two sentences. And you're like, huh. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> a framework. Like, we can do something with this. Yeah.
0: And, you know, like, Hansper and Jirona are all over the River Kingdom, so if you're running Kingmaker, like, uh-huh. you run into them all over the place. If you play Hell's yeah. Rebels, Milani is one of the, you know, Main focus is there, like entire APs, but there's just not as much of those little newbie bits like the holy books you mentioned earlier.
1: I feel like at that point it's more of an ideal than anything else, like worshipping, especially like Milani. Um, Milani, yes, um, which, uh, she is revolutions, revolution, yeah, and yeah, it's very simple, as like rose coming out of blood and. Uh. Like uh, it's really coming
0: you know, out of cobblestones.
1: Cobblestone wood blood, yeah. It's just like this cool thing, but like you could just imagine, yeah, we don't know if she's actually listening, but god like we'll chant her name and knock down this wall of this building or something. Like it's just kind of a cool idea, like at that
0: point. And Milani is is a personal favorite of mine. So like I know a lot of the little bits about her, but you know, it it's spread out, it's hard to find sometimes.
1: Uh, not to go too long uh, on the specifically, but where is she um, is, she centered on like a very particular campaign, or is it
0: the Hell's Rebels? Is where she's Hell's got Rebel. a lot of stuff. Um, okay, yeah, just, from, I, I just yeah.
1: wasn't yeah. aware of it. So
0: she was originally from that area. She was like iomade She was a um, a um, saint of uh, Aerodon. And then, uh, so her and Iomade still consider themselves sisters, and she actually pulled her weapon out of Iomade's armory to use, uh, and she was one of the, she ascended into deityhood from, um, uh, basically through martyrdom.
2: Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Actually, it's all, like, revolution part
1: then, huh? Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. if you haven't seen her symbol, Jake, you should look it up. Yeah. It, that that it, asks, what is it? It's, um... Milani, M I L A N I.
0: One of the other podcasts I listened to, Dimension Door, they ran into a, a witch out in the wilderness who had big stained glass windows of that symbol, and like the players didn't know anything about it, so like they're they're very suspicious because they see a blood rose,
2: yeah. right? Yeah, of and, course, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: and so like they're they're just but they're just bombing their checks, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm I mean, just so they're like they yeah. To be fair, it
1: kind of looks sinister, so... It does!
0: (laughs) And she was in kind of a suspicious situation, and so they're all just like, hmm... hmm... glaring, like, maybe, (laughs) maybe it's her, maybe it's her, and I'm like, but it's Milani! (laughs) (laughs) She's chaotic good!
1: Yeah. (laughs) She's never evil, that's for damn sure.
0: Oh, yeah. But, it does lead us to the question then of, like, how... Close? Do you guys feel you have to follow pre-printed material for this stuff? Like, obviously, Pathfinder is, is very specific at a lot of these little noodly bits. Excuse me, but I started playing in like third edition, Eberron. Um, I have the like, uh, the Kern Dragonlance stuff. It's just a lot more broad in those. It's not as tied in. Now, I personally, I am super strict on paladins specifically. Like they are uh, a class that I'm just like you know you have a specific code, and if you don't follow it, you will lose your paladin abilities. Like, mm-hmm. that's yeah, right.
2: yeah, I, I I'm, I'm I'm the same way because I feel like it. it I, the paladin is specifically the dedicated class to fighting for that code of edicts or that deity. Um, so if it's if they're if you as a character are acting outside of it, uh, you. You, you you as a player should be like oh man like what why why is this character acting this way or you, know, or you as the gm needs to be like you know uh, he he wakes up not not feeling so hot today you know <laughs> like he, you you, you kind of need to like steer them in the right direction now if it is their intention to do that very cool for one <laughs> there's nothing more 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 edgy and badass than, than the fallen paladin story um but I, I I feel I feel like that that that's something that should be, uh, that should be checked on every now and then as to how exactly is this dedicated paladin doing with everyone else, eh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you're if you're some revolutionary and you still follow Avatar, it's kind of like well, it's weird. But I, I guess why is my question? <laughs> yeah, revolution,
1: but taxes, you know, just. <laughs> Wait, that's counter. That's counterintuitive.
2: Never never represent when you tax me, damn it.
0: (laughs) No, no, you just... I am leading my revolution against a corrupt government.
2: There you go. Yeah, see? See, you can work it. See, that's the question. That's what I'm talking about. You ask a question.
0: Or, um, you know, you could even pitch, like, Robin Hood, because King, like, uh, Prince John was illegally holding the throne.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. And Robin did lose his... um, pretty much everything like his family heritage land and all that because of that sort of thing so
0: yeah
1: so So. yeah super wealthy at one point and then he eventually learned to fight for the poor
0: you guys you're you're willing to let things slide on a lot of things you know as long as there's a a conceivable justification
1: oh yeah yeah. I, what you don't see is Jake behind the curtain just tallying up things whenever uh, John controls Benson and goes, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> it's a tick point, off that. One day all of his armor is going to melt off. <laughs> <laughs> Burn my
2: life. <laughs> Swings the sword. His sword just breaks in half.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: oh, man, I would love to give you guys a curse. I would love to give you guys a deity curse. Those are awesome.
0: Oh. Yeah, that's no, one thing. Not. Second edition really added in was those uh boons and they don't, uh, do they call them curses? I feel yes, like they yeah, boons the and curses. Yeah, boons and curses. And I I will about Benson specifically. He is one of the more interesting paladins I've seen because like he follows his code, but he's kind of a dick about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's well. It, it, his his whole backstory too is that. It, the, I mean, we've we've talked about it a bit, so it might be a bit of a spoiler, but. um uh, we, we we've discussed this before on the podcast, and that his family was the one that would snuff out corruption in the Church of Iomedae mm-hmm. like along around Galarian. So you know, if his family showed up, if you saw Paladin with a black cloak, you were like, "All right, who did what? Who did what?" Like you know, they 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 have like like Inquisitor level status. Um, yeah. Where like if they're there for a reason, it's not a good one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: and Iomedae is, I mean, representing like she will
1: purge. Yeah. like that so it, it, it kind of makes sense in that regard he, but you know when we kind of talked about it like I know me and John talked about it a couple times too it's like when you're representing a character like that uh, kind of like the, the humanity behind it too like it would screw you up I think quite a bit yeah like to have that sort of favor and then being like okay I guess I, I really have to enforce this
0: Like, yeah, it's a lot of pressure yeah you know
1: like, it's a ton of pressure. Like, And imagine you want to be like, no, I'm hanging it up. And then, now you just can't hang that up. <laughs> so no. You can't just leave it.
0: And, you know, you, you have to constantly be on the guard of, like, well, you know, I'm supposed to enforce the lawful goodiness <laughs> of the lawful good church. So I have to be e- the even bigger exemplar of lawful goodness. N- yeah and yeah. it's just that'd, that'd be rough
2: yeah right. i i uh there the, the, there's another point so we we, we, i want to talk about boons and curses more because i love that shit but okay. uh, Shoot. So, Shoot. Shoot. so the uh because i realized i was like oh i want to give you guys a curse and i realized that i did give one because um you did. I, th- I i don't remember what episode it was on but uh they're they're in the town of Preach Hill, which is a big like a uh, craftsman um, like uh, but like blue collar town. Everyone either like they're stone workers or you know the woodcutters and stuff like that. And uh, Timmy playing Adelar threw fire into a tree and just engulfed it. Yeah, and then and then it was like you realize Avatar's not going to like that because like that's their trade, like that's that's their livelihood. Granted, <laughs> then... good tactics. Oh all I mean right. you went too you took it too far. It was effective, yeah. It's it, yeah. it, it made the fight go one way <laughs> really yeah. quickly. Um but you know I and then the the, the Abadar the Abadarian curses are really weird, okay? They're they're not uh It's, it's like it's, saving face. Like the whole It, it really is. Yeah. Is all... A lot of it is like but so uh, the, I'll 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 read off the cur- I'll read off the, uh, uh, some of the curses or I'll par- I'll paraphrase them here but like and then we went with one like kind of different <clears throat> so the minor curses <clears throat> excuse me anytime you steal illegally harm or kill another creature or undermine a law abiding officer or court a symbol or word describing your crime appears visible on the spot of, on your skin um, and so it wasn't like he didn't like steal, illegally harm, kill another creature, or undermine a law-abiding officer or court. But he literally went against, like, these... He, he destroyed some of these people's livelihood. And so that's why I, I, I gave him, like, the brand of, like, a tree, like, on his palm. Um... And then it was like, <clears throat> yeah, these people know that, uh, you're, you're not very nice to trees. <laughs> yeah, and, then like, well, I mean... yeah, and then he was like, well... Yeah, uh, he was like, well, I guess I gotta work this one out. Um... But, I mean, there some of the curses can get, like, crazy. Uh, the moderate curses. Avatar curses all your enterprises, leading to financial disaster, as all your ventures always seem to fail. Uh, and it, it just does something to your earn income. Um, and then the last one is uh, the major curse. You become honest to a fault. You constantly suffer the critical failure effect on Zone of Truth. Additionally, you are always offered the worst possible option in a bargain which I, it's so stupid because it doesn't apply Like it doesn't apply all, but I love it I love it so much and obviously you can you can do whatever kind of curse you want I mean that's yeah. Th- those are just the most applicable ones to an Abadarian worshipper um, but I, I just I love that whole system of like if you say that you are a a devout religious uh, you know the devotee and, and worshipper and you try to evangelize even uh, and then you it pull pulls some, some dumb stuff like that. It's like, yeah, of course your 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 deity that, that you were supposed to be professing is gonna be like uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And know. what's
0: nice about the the lowest level ones is like there's it's easy to figure out like what this is gonna mean. You know, like oh you got a tree brand that says like I hate trees without saying it, right? So if you meet people that are real big into nature, they're gonna be like, the fuck, bro? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's not going to have, like, any other mechanical detriments. So, like, yeah, you know, it doesn't just, like, totally screw them over, but it gives them <laughs> something to, you know, like, roleplay through and things like that. It's a good way to help build the story up.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, I think, it, like, we had a conversation the other night like uh me and jed and you jake and we're just talking about like some curses from other deities and like you're going to avatars, and it's like oh whatever like doesn't matter in combat but then there's like other deities that are just like uh they're pissed off and they just kill you <laughs> oh yeah i uh, what yeah. is it um Um Aj-t- uh, Aj-t- yes i yeah that one like
0: the, the red mantis deity
1: Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah he's the one he's like, doesn't waste his time toying with or tormenting those who anger him and just kill you, take your soul, boom, done. Yep. Like, yeah. You're done.
2: Wait, <laughs> you're I, done. I wonder where Rovagug's is, because that sounds like a Rovagug thing. Rovagug probably just straight up murder you, too. Like, he,
1: I, I just don't see Rovagug being one that you can really uh, uh,
2: negotiate with. But, no, no, you can't. Uh, major curse for Rovagug is you are useful only as a beacon of destruction. You're permanently confused, rampaging <laughs> against anything and everything in your sight, and you deal an additional 18 damage with your unarmed and weapon strikes. <laughs> Fucking oh. cool. <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Hope makes
0: you're not sense. In the
1: party, but,
0: you yeah. <laughs> Well, it's where uh, the party just, like, all of a sudden, like, constra- restrains you, and when they get the chance, they just throw you towards a mass of enemies, and they're just like, yeah. all right.
2: They just... They just roll you and unravel you from your chains and just, all right, just let them deal with it. Cast Reduce on you, have
1: the Barbarian chuck you as far as possible. Yeah, and then, and then <laughs> when the fight's finished, just hold person. Ah, oh, shit, we just found a good tactic. Yeah, no, we, uh, we, we, we found a little. <laughs> we figured it out. That's funny.
2: Also, how do you piss off Robocug?
0: Uh
2: By being nice to things. You, oh, you didn't burn down the orphanage, probably.
0: <laughs> well, you know, there's that town in um, Garund that's built over, like, the thin spot over his prison. Oh. So, wow. like, go there, and, like, uh, he has, like, a bunch of followers there. So, like, go there and start killing his followers, probably.
1: Or yeah. preach, like... Some will the other deities. I think he just hates everybody, so you'd be like, just preach uh, like Sarenrae. oh day, Serenray, Serenray, you are the best. And yeah. he's like, Oh you you bastard, like I'll get yeah. you.
0: She's the one who lured him into the trap, so Yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean actually like going on to the whole deity thing too, like that whole thing, like like the prehistory to the whole Galarian of just the epic battle between the gods at yeah. that point, like, for Rovogug, like, just thinking that, like, just going into the worldview of, like, oh, these beings work together
0: <laughs> to yeah.
1: get him rid of him. Yeah. Like,
2: that's uh, just an insane thing about, like,
1: in a setting like that.
2: Yeah, the, in, in, the, in the Gods of Magic book, if you pick it up, and you, you should, because it's a great book, and you you can you can read it like a book, like just like a novel, it's great. Um, but it, it, under each of the main deities, um, even even some of the minor ones, I think, it says who are the friends and enemies <laughs> of that. each of the deities. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like, obviously, like, Sarenrae, Iomedae, they're buddies. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Asmodeus' only friend is Abadar. <laughs> <laughs> Gorom has, zo- has no friends. Zero. <laughs> oh, Gorom has no friends. He doesn't need them. They're weak. <laughs> <laughs> they don't wear armor.
0: Callistra <laughs> Desna and um Shelin are allies and sometimes lovers.
1: Callistra's yeah, yeah, list yeah, of they're... sometimes
0: lovers is actually really long.
1: And the fact that um what's his face? Uh, Kaden, Kale um <laughs> the only reason he became a deity is because of a drunken bet to impress Callistra. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's just cool. I like the like what they did, like in the camaraderie of the whole thing.
2: It's just kind of like reading on, and you're like, "That's just stupid," but I love it. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, but my favorite thing will always be that when you ask him how how he did it, he's like, "Huh? Uh, I, I don't I remember." remember. I, Maybe I, was I Don't know. <laughs> don't tell anybody.
0: <laughs> uh, and he, you know he um, <laughs> he took his dog and made it one of his divine servitors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: What's
2: not to like about the guy? What's yeah. not to like? Yeah, he's he's like the chillest dude in the world. Like, yeah, I, maybe, I, I I feel like it's one of those things that when he became when he touched the Starstone and then they asked, he was like, they were like, what do you what do you want your your uh, your purviews to be? He was like, uh, beer, alcohol. and they're like, you need two more. He was like, ooh, uh, <laughs> freedom, free, yeah, freedom's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, how'd you get here? <laughs> Luck. <laughs> they were like, all right, That's all so you weird. man. <laughs> Fine. It's that you know. You touch the starstone, star you get this. I'm, I'm not going to judge you.
0: <laughs> Do you guys know Rombo uh, Rombodazzle, the gnome deity?
2: Is that she, the one with I've the heard un, of that?
0: Oh gems? my
1: god! No, I've heard of no. him though, because that name she, is so,
0: she. she.
2: Oh, she, okay, she, okay, no, then she won
0: I her her deityhood uh, through a bet with Torag. Okay. She bet, yeah, she bet. She gambled with Torag and won. Becoming a deity—that is, oh, yeah. The, I, I don't know what to... she put down against godhood, but that's what she, <laughs> she won. She got it. Poor rag of all people.
1: And her <laughs> logo is a giant dice. Yeah, yep. yeah. I just looked her up. What, what a name, yep. Rombo Dazzle. the Great like, polychrome. I've, yeah, because I've heard of that name. I'm like, that just sounds so familiar. I'm like, oh yeah, it's the one that just was like, yeah, whatever. Like,
2: I want to see what this wager was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, did does Torag usually bet on things? I feel like he's too busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I don't thing, feel. Too.
0: I feel like he's too stodgy. Yeah, you know? right. He, it's it's too...
2: Leave <laughs> me but... alone. I'm working. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> just, it's, it's... Hey, Torag, you, you, you want to bet? How do you have time for that? <laughs> are, are there people to protect and things to make?
1: Yeah. Or he's like hammering the whole time. He's just like, ah right, yeah yeah whatever yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> get
0: out of here. So listeners what what I we've rambled like gone a uh, dive and if you if you play Pathfinder this is probably probably very interesting to you if you don't you're probably <laughs> just like I don't care about this uh, <laughs> no, but do. what you should take away from this is that deity like a fleshed out source of deities is a good camaraderie ship because I've never played with either of these guys we I don't even know if we've played the same adventure paths but we know, like, we have that shared experience through the deities. Yeah. So, like, it, yep. it can add a lot of flavor. So don't skimp on it. Now, how do you guys generally, like, when you think about your deities, how do you generally think of them? For me, the way I think of, like, the entire pantheon is, yeah, they give power to their, their servants. But, especially in Galarian, they're not really allowed to directly interfere with things. uh mm-hmm mostly by evidence of the fact that they they don't in a lot of the stories, you know, like world-ending things, and they're just like, yeah, you know, we got these guys, they're handling it. Uh, but at the same time, they also derive the power from their worshippers, so they kind of, like, they get power from us and then give it back, sort of thing, you know? How do you guys think about it something similar or completely different?
1: I, th- I think so. Like, um, I like it like that, actually, because, I mean, unless it's... Any sharing like a tenant uh, with a particular deity, I think that works. Like, especially like in the case of, Omnis, honestly, using Benson as an example, but um, of just like a knight that charges into battle, like shows no fear and stuff. Like, of course, I am a day I'd be like, okay, like, you're good. There, she's not, don't pick a coward, like, or someone that's running away from battle. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like, it, I think the give and take is makes sense like it's like the equivalence of um clerics like how they're able to cast spells like here you have to earn it by what's i think what was it that we were talking about before jake or something like that where the idea of like oh i pray for my spells but it's not just that like you're spending years devotion in the name oh, of yeah, that, yeah, yeah, because like yeah. some people just think you're know, like, oh, you pray and get it. No, it's like no. When you actually think about it, it's like they are spending their life, like scrolls, tomes,
2: going over all this yeah. history, legends. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I I will always do this in every conversation, but in Dark Souls, um, <laughs> the way that they handle. Uh, what the divine spell casting is they call it miracles. so, so you, you, if you cast a divine spell, you're casting a miracle. Um, and the way that it said that that, that that energy is manifested is that you believe so much in the stories that are written about the gods that they give power. Uh-huh. And I kind of like that way to do it is that I believe in the in Ihode so much that she is going to protect me. I believe in Sarah Ray so much that, that I will be able to cast burning hands or whatever. Um, I, I and th- that's why I think that like wisdom obviously ties into like a cleric's uh, spellcasting abilities because they're able to really feel that divine power of, of that deity. Um, and, you know, the, and then that's why they follow is because they're able to feel it and believe it. And they're able to really, really put a lot of, uh, uh, like, credit behind what they feel and what they believe in the stories that they've read. Um, and they've read the tenets, and the tenets just make sense to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, 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 ever since I read that in some Dark Souls lore, Dark Souls lore video, um, I was like, that's how, that's how I want it to be. I I want it to be that it's so influential to you that it literally changes the world around you and you harness it. That's what I like.
0: Yeah. It reminds me of the saying, um, you guys probably have heard it, for true believers, no proof is necessary. For non-believers, no proof is ever enough. Yeah. If you you truly believe, you you already know it's going to happen. If you don't believe, then you have a reason why that what happened isn't what they say it was.
2: Yeah. That's a good one. I'm gonna write that down. Thank you. That's a good one. Uh,
0: not a not a personal quote, don't know who said it.
2: <laughs> it's too sure late.
0: I'm sure Google can tell you.
2: Yeah, probably.
1: Truly. <laughs> it's already going to campaign. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs>
0: There's a voice from the sky, named uh, Jason says, <laughs>
2: "I am Jason."
0: <laughs> Jason. <laughs> he descends on a chariot. <laughs> oh, Jason of the sky! What is your wisdom?
2: <laughs> you just ride by and just speak words of wisdom and fly back up into the into the, the stratosphere.
0: Hey, <laughs> I have a new bird concept. <laughs> this yeah, right? is my new inspired competence.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> And there he goes into the heavens again. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. He just you know. summoned down celestial beings to speak words of wisdom into yeah, yeah. It's like, is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll work
2: with it. Hey, it was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> this one's gonna last you for uh, until the end. of the... I right, stop singing.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> See, no lingering performance. No. No.
0: Oh, God. I'm going to write that down. That's that's going to be a fun bard concept. <laughs> I had something else I was going to say, but now I don't remember what it was. You <laughs> hate to
1: see that happen.
0: <laughs> no, that's bad. <that's>, ah, <laughs> oh, man. What's what's bad is like a lot of the people in at my table or the people I play with a lot and listen to this, so they're not going to be surprised at this funny bard concept that I now have. I'm going to have to like save it oh, for a convention no. or something.
1: Yeah, right. Now you, now you just have to do the like quick cut in and just muffle it like and for you guys that play with me and you just bleep it out (laughs) (laughs) skip ahead
0: 30 seconds (laughs) all right so how often uh especially playing in pathfinder but in in any of the other systems that you guys have played or any other settings within you even using the pathfinder system you guys oftentimes play characters that are devoted to gods even if there's no like mechanical benefit you know, like i have um have a sorcerer who was a follower of aerodin time travel shenanigans found out aerodin died and is now looking for another god yeah. they're never going to take any levels in you know cleric or oracle or anything like that but mm-hmm. you know they're part of the story of what they're trying to do is finding a deity to follow Okay. Like, is that a common thing where, like, most of your your characters are concerned with a deity? Or uh, no?
1: I. It depends. Like, I know, like, not for this campaign, but <laughs> it's kind of a tough question, I guess, because I, I I like the uh, concepts, but trying to implement some of the deities that I see, I'm like, huh. not sure how to actually do that. Um, like. Because, you know, you just don't want to be like, I worship this, but not actually follow any tenets. Yeah. Like, uh, like I, I try to avoid that. So, there's... That's like fair. A, yeah, it, just because it's just kind of, like, I'm not looking to just purposely break it, but it's, like, also looking for one that I find kind of interesting that kind of works, kind of, like, in the background of, like, kind of nudges people along, but not actually hitting you over the head with it. At the same time,
2: yeah, I I I think that playing a character that that might it may it maybe not worship but appreciate the tenets, uh, you know, like avowed deity. Um, I I think it is, a, is definitely an interesting take. Um, right now, in a five E uh, homebrew game that uh, we're picking back up, um, I went from a, a dragonborn paladin of uh, Bahamut um and i'm going to the most stabby jerk rogue possible and it's, it's two completely different things uh they're, they're both they're both very uh they're gonna be very fun to play um the paladin was a lot of fun because he's like this old grandfatherly type character uh and this other guy he like he just lies for no reason he's just like he just he's just that kind of like perpetual liar um but, and then, like, I was thinking about that, because, like, I was talking I was talking with my DM about, like, all this stuff, and, like, Deities never came up, and I was like, I don't know if he would follow one. It's uh-huh. like, he probably just doesn't care. You know, probably just has the, well, they never helped me, so whatever, you know, like, uh, I, they're there, but eh. if they help me, I'll think about it. Maybe, I don't know.
0: <laughs> gotcha. But it sounds like he at least has developed an opinion on it.
2: Yeah, maybe a... An apathetic opinion, but he's, uh, he, he, he knows they're there and he goes, Yeah, all right.
0: That's fair. Yeah. I personally, I usually take one, like, to at least write down, you know, one of the ones that has, like, a looser structure. Like, Desna's a very common one for me because it's like, well, one of our things is going out and exploring new places, and that's just kind of what adventuring is. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, there, there are some out there that just kind of help with some of the flavor. You know, and I I feel like most people, if they grew up in, like, a large city, they probably grew up with parents, if they still had parents, that were like, yeah, you know, let's, it's Sunday, let's go to church. So, like, they still, like, residually have some association with the church they grew up in. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, the real world.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah and, and just having like some contextual knowledge of like like that, like you know the Sunday is a is a regular day of worship. Um, in Pathfinder, there's all sorts of different days and stuff like that. And so it's like if your parents uh, you know they uh, they worship Desna, um, then you would know the holidays, whether or not you understood the meaning behind them or that you you celebrated them themselves, you would still know that this day on this month is a specific Desnan thing. Yeah, um, but you know, it's the again. I I think it goes back to uh, the, how how much effort you put into that day is is really dependent on on your view of it. But it, it would still affect you even a little bit.
0: Mark, your thoughts?
2: No, I think that I, I kind of like
1: that idea um, a little bit as well. Just kind of, I, I mean, I could just put quotation marks around whatever Jake just said. And kind of do it for mine, because it's kind of like, yeah, same thing. Like parents could worship this. You don't have to, but you still celebrate. Um, like whatever the holiday would be for. Did you say Shaylen earlier? That's not. Uh, That's not. not, Yeah. Oh no, I was just trying to think of like a Christmas e type one. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what would be, uh, like, one that, I mean, had, like, uh, a deity in Galarian that could apply,
0: because she's, she's, like, stars and stuff, and, you know, the big star of Jerusalem, or uh, Bethlehem, you know? True. Yeah, I don't know, I was mm-hmm.
1: just trying to think of, like, a deity that's like, ah, we give gifts.
0: Uh, Abadar.
1: <laughs> Abadar, yeah. No, you have to pay for them.
0: No, well, no, you have to receive a <laughs> gift in exchange. Yeah,
2: yeah, there's always an equal <laughs> transaction. Yes. a Rastel a definitely celebrates Yule time, though.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Arastal yeah, would be a good one for that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I could see like a small village or something being like, "Oh, we don't exactly believe, but we still do some tenets or something of yeah. a rastal."
2: Listen, we got a deer, we got a deer in the fire, we got a lot of beer. Just hang out, yeah. <laughs> <Harvest> <laughs> praise the
1: rastal, some things like that.
2: Yes, yeah. yeah, like you don't truly believe, but you still hold up the L.
1: Rastal. And...
0: Have you guys ever run into a like unexpected versions of followers? Like, one of the ways I quote unquote messed with one of my party one time was they went to. Uh, rescue an abbot of a of the church of Abadar. And they went and they got this guy and they were like, okay, we, you know, we freed your hands. We're like, we need some healing. And he's like, what? Like, well, we got down here, but we need to get back out. We need healing. He goes, oh, I don't have spells. Oh. <laughs> you know? And he's just Whoops. like, max ranks in like city planning, accounting, uh, yeah. you know, like all the he's just like this really gifted and things like, you know, Community, but he wasn't given spells.
1: Yeah, so yeah. he you can to like, beat the living hell out of you, and in, a, yeah. in, a, in <laughs> yeah. a council meeting. But can't help it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, uh, he, I, the, 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 there's a there's a there's a good distinction between priest and cleric. Yes, <laughs> uh, because a cleric is a person that actually gets spells from it. A priest is a person that's in the clergy that works there. That you know might do a sermon, or you know might do city planning. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no way that he actually has spells according to that name. Yeah, that, that um,
0: is one of the things I, I I try to do when I'm DMing is when people are like, "Oh, you're you're this person's a cleric." Of, I'm like, "No, they're a priest." A yeah, priestess story. like yeah, like you know whether they're a cleric or an expert or an inquisitor or an oracle or just, you know, a commoner who works there.
2: It's like, "No, he's good at don't pontificating." Don't
0: not going. Yeah. yeah,
2: he can give you a potion out of the back. Is that what you want?
1: He might have one. Yeah, uh, right yeah. next to the uh, Werther's Originals and the <laughs> Potion
2: of Cure Light Wounds. Yeah, and the and and the crackers and the wine. <laughs> the crackers. <laughs> um, there was a part in uh, the Grim Hollow game that I was running. Um, so again, go back, Ghostfire Gaming, pick up Grim Hollow. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the deities there is named morel um and they're the deity of uh like heroism uh like like uh, uh sacrificing oneself for like the greater good so it's it's literally like the the deity of being a hero and doing things that you know are dangerous and stuff like that it's a really cool deity the symbol itself is like uh, you know the symbol of the guy like holding up the globe behind like on his back. At it's, least, yeah. Yes, it's that, but he's holding like a big spike wheel because you know it's like being a hero is suffering. Um, um, and so he's a really he's a really cool deity. He is, he is uh, I think he's neutral good, I, I, I believe. But they had come across a church of uh, a church of these guys and they were really creepy and I had made sure that they were very unsettling. And then when they started, and one of the guys uh, that that, I, that I'm running in that game, uh, Jed, he uh, he's on our sticky business show. Um, he had a uh, he also worshipped morale. and so he goes, "Oh, so I said like know these people," and I was like, "Yeah, this church is a little weird, though. Like you, you, you don't quite get it." And then when they go in, they find out that they are, while they worship Morale, they worship him in a weird way in that they sacrifice quite literally physically parts of themselves in order to try to, like, bring down the evil in the world. And so then he was like, oh, these guys have no idea what they're doing.
0: (laughs) Really, really embracing the suffering aspect. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. So, so they, and so like they, they were, uh, he, he, when he started to talk to them, he realized they were like missing digits of their fingers and stuff like that. And then they're like, wait, what? What do you think "for rail" is all about? And then they were like, "self so sacrifice." He's like, "That's not what that means." <laughs> I'm just thinking that's very zonkathon of you. I like, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, like literally, not physically self sacrificing. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: like the only time I've really, um, I mean, I personally didn't, but um, reading through also the campaign of one of the other Pathfinder. Age of um, Ashes
0: when you were reading mm, the campaign Age of Ashes.
1: Oh, oh no, I wasn't. I'd never do. I would never do that.
0: Oh, to Jake. Of course not.
1: <laughs> I, would, uh, <laughs> I seriously wouldn't. I wouldn't no, I'm
0: just I'm through. just joking. I yeah, dare you. I'm
1: not I'm not And now you're you're sowing the the seeds of distrust now. They'll know how
2: justified I was.
1: <laughs> but uh it was the reading the adventure for like Raven Hill, I think it was. Um uh for the first edition of Pathfinder, and that was in one part of it like you have these villagers that are like backwater whatever Raven- and, uh,
0: Feast of Ravenmore,
1: f- yeah that Raven- one oh that's a good one yeah and that's that, that so one good. thing when they're like yeah we worship Desna and it's like and then you go and there's the altar and it's like this hideous moth creature like a person with effigy with moth wings and you're like that there's something wrong here like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <That's- laughs> we, we went off the path uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: everything's just a little off
1: like and but it's creepy as shit too yeah. like and uh, to put it gently like imagine doing that like oh yeah we worship desna and all that stuff and you're like cool cool what is this <laughs> yeah, you're like, right who told you that was desna Oh, and yeah, she's the gossamer king or somebody like. Wait, wait, what? Like, <laughs> but then they keep using her name, Desna, and like, that was like the only time I really encountered uh, stuff like that. It's cool. Uh, it's cool as hell. But also, I think it adds like a bit of like big creepy energy to it, mm-hmm. like, yeah. especially with that. Because then it's like, oh yeah, I know all about this, and then you're like, wait a second, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't trust anything here anymore.
0: As long as somebody knows about Desna, yeah, Yeah. because Beast Ravenmore is one of the older ones.
1: Oh, it's so good though.
0: It it is, but like when I first picked it up, I didn't know a lot about Galarian. So like, Mm -hmm. it didn't. It's creepier now that I've played Pathfinder for longer. Because at first it was just like, no, they're just they're just kind of weird. But now they're you know, hills have eyes.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah! Like that level of
1: creepiness. Please, I know enough of backwater towns that you're to a point. And you're like, I don't belong here.
2: Maybe I should get out of this town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please let me leave. There's a um, uh, there's a part in uh, the Slytherin where uh, the 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 players come across a. Uh, the, a follower of Saraen Ray, but when they when they bring up Seren Ray, they actually don't know that the, the actually the, that person doesn't recognize the name. And it turns out that while they are worshiping Sarenrae, they Ray, she goes by a completely different name and she's not this like beautiful woman made of fire. She's just, like this old kindly grandma who's all about redemption. Oh hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, that's yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, it's, that's... it's really
2: cool because it's like we both know what we're talking about. You just have a different image than what I do. Uh, and, and so it's like, you know, it can go both ways. It can go the really creepy way, the really disturbing way, or it could just be kind of cool. It's like, you know, it's like hearing um, in, 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 hearing a god that, that you know just in a different name. You're like, oh. Mm-hmm. That's the same exact thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, we just call him here. Oh, okay.
1: Huh. Like, I get that.
0: Which, wow. you know, <laughs> it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like some of the deities in Galarian they span multiple continents. Oh, yeah. So it makes sense that, you know, they're they go different parts focus on different things. They appear in different ways. Uh, you mentioned the gods and magic book. I believe in there, the depiction one of the depictions of Abadar is even like the way he looks in Tianja. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
2: that yeah, well, that makes yeah. sense.
0: Oh, huh. yeah. but like you know, Torag is often you know he's the dwar- he's the patriarch the dwarfs. of the dwarves, but like he also has like human depictions. Hmm.
2: Yeah. What one of my favorites is Gorum because uh, like Olfin, the the Viking people in Galarian, Gorum they worship Gorum a lot, Or Orarasto maybe, but it's like yeah they just worship Gorum well, as a god. Orcs, however, see Gorum as an orc and nothing else. Yes, and if half you, orcs seem as nothing more than half an half orcs. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just... Yeah, and so it's just, and the, obviously the Olfin warriors are just like uh, sure. I mean, he might be an orc. I don't know. Shit, he fights good. Yeah, you're right. He, he fights good. <laughs> he care. <laughs> he, he does battle really well. And orcs are like, so he's an orc, and the often are like, yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, dude, orcs are good at fighting. You're fine, like. Yeah, you know,
1: and
0: right, it's,
2: but it's, they, he, they don't argue about it because they just yeah. sure yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense to me.
0: He, he wears spiky full plate. We don't care what's underneath it.
2: Exactly. You yeah. uh, you'll never know what what's under there. All all that you know is that he's good at fighting. And orcs say orcs know he's an orc. Sick ladies He never takes his armor off. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and doesn't. Well, no, he still smells bad. Oh, he smells horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. he smells
1: like blood and iron.
2: That's yeah. Smells <laughs> like blood, iron, and sweat. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, we've had a, a, a nice, fun conversation, uh, I think. Anyway, I had a good time. Oh, I did. We've covered a lot of very specific Pathfinder Deity stuff. Uh, but listeners, what I, I really do hope you take away from this, honestly, is that Deities play a big part. Um, they they tend to be a not just a personal character motivation, but they can work as party motivations for quests societal motivations are a real big part because every society is defined by what it cares about and a lot of times you know those cares are then manifested through a deity so if you want to run the world without them there's plenty of ways to do it but deities are a very easy conceit for you to be able to build up quests and societies and individual character motivations if you ever have any further questions on this, you know you can reach out to us at shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com or you can reach dragonpunch at uh,
2: Dragon Punch Squad at gmail.com We also have uh, a discord which you can always come in and ask questions and stuff like that. Um, so you can find it all, all on our website. We have a link tree where you can find everything on there.
0: Other than that listeners thank you very much for tuning in and have a great time.